Energy is an important aspect of human civilization and development. It can power homes, buildings, roads, and entire nations themselves. As society continues to develop its technology, energy consumption is increased along it. Furthermore, it is apparent that rising populations play a crucial role in energy demand, thus developing the need for proper energy conservation and a storage system to maximize energy efficiency. To rapidly satisfy energy needs, society burns fossil fuels, non-renewable metals, uh, non-renewable fossils or petrified items that can produce energy to generate electricity through a process known as combustion. However, fossil fuels are not energy efficient at all because combustion engines must first convert their heat fuel into heat, then to mechanical energy, and then finally to electricity. Furthermore, combustible engines and fossil fuels are extremely harmful to the environment, causing up to 33 billion gigatons of carbon dioxide every single year. As society continues to increase in population and energy demands rapidly proliferate, having a green, yet effective and sustainable environment is the most important aspect for the energy sector. And fortunately, that's where today's solution, the hydrogen fuel cells or the polymer polymer electrolyte membrane fuel cell, also known as the PMFC, can be addressed in multifaceted problems faced in the entire energy industry. My name is Achutner, and if you haven't already guessed already, today's topic is about hydrogen fuel cells and how exactly they will be the proper solution. Let's start off with the actual structure of the electrode assembly. The membrane electrode assembly, or the MEA, creates the core of the PMFC. It consists of the polymer electric membrane, also known as the PEM, and catalyst layers, which consist of cathodes and anodes. We'll explain everything in a pretty simple way. The first part is the PEM, or the polymer electric membrane, or proton exchange membrane, which is composed of a material that only conducts positively charged ions while blocking out electrons. The membrane itself is important as it allows the correct ions to travel, traverse the anode to the cathode, allowing the fuel cell to properly work. On one side of the membrane, an anode layer, and on the other, a cathode layer, respectively, and a layer of platinum that is between them. So let's talk about the platinum catalyst. This supported platinum catalyst is mixed with an ion-conducting polymer known as an ionomer and is sandwiched between the membrane and the gas diffusion layers. It holds one specific purpose, which is to accelerate and direct the reactions that occur in a fuel cell. This is pretty simple if you already know about the concepts of catalysts, but if you don't, basically think of it as an angry mom that is trying to hurry you to go and do soccer. It's trying to speed up the reaction, it's trying to speed up whatever you're trying to do because it wants to finish it off quickly, fastly. But let's actually look to the two purposes in each side of the catalyst ion. On the anode side where the hydrogen enters, the pressure caused by the platinum forces hydrogen uh, cause it to dissolve into protons, known as H+, and electrons, which are E-. On the cathode side, where the oxygen enters, the platinum catalyzes the reaction to be- occur between the O and the H atoms, resulting in H2O and energy. So, if you want a simplified version of that, the polymer electrode membrane is where the majority of the reactions in the hydrogen fuel cell happen. It has one specific thing known as the catalyst, and then two things known as the cathode and anode. The cathode is going to be the positive side, while the anode is going to be the negative side. It's much like a battery, because the cathode is positive, 
anode negative. So when the oxygen atoms enter the cathode, what exactly happens is that the cathode's catalyst, also known as the platinum catalyst, will break apart, break that O2 molecule into simple O molecules. And they'll do the same thing for the hydrogen from hydrogen to H plus ions with the electron membrane, electron atom. But let's talk about the gas diffusion layers, which happen right past that. Because after you create the H2O and energy, the H2O is a random process and is a resulting process. And it's a waste product in the end of it. You're trying to make energy. You don't really need water unless you're trying to stay hydrated, which a PMFC definitely doesn't need. The gas diffusion layers are located across the catalyst layers and aid the transport of reactants as well as the removal of product water. Each gas diffusion layer is typically made up of a carbon paper with fluoro, excuse me for this, polytetrafluoroethylene partially coated in carbon fibers, also known as PTFEs. Gases move quickly through the pores of the GDL, and the hydrophobic PTFE keeps these pores open, preventing excessive water buildup. The inner surface of the GDL is frequently coated with a thin layer of high surface carbon mixed with PTFE, known as the mycoporous layer. The mycoporous layer it can help balance the water retention and can ensure that the membrane conductivity as well as the water release, which allows the pores not to be clogged and to ensure that H plus ions can go to the cathode region. Gas diffusion layer, in every single sense, done simply, is basically the remover of all waste as well as aids all the gases to get into the actual, sub actual PMF themselves. But let's look at how exactly the PMFC works in Honest End. We only talked about the structural parts, let's do it. The process starts off with a hydrogen fuel, typically gas, placed into an anode, the side with a negative electrode system. The platinum catalyst pressurizes the hydrogen, splitting them into two H protons and two negative E electrons. The catalyst then conducts the electrons into an external circuit to power the entire operation and return to the cathode region of the fuel cell. The positive ions are spread throughout the platinum catalyst surface. Meanwhile, the pressurized gas, O2, is forced through the catalyst side on the cathode side, causing the oxygen to split into O atoms, two oxygen atoms, from the diatomic to the monatomic. Each of these atoms carry a significant negative charge. The cathode channels, the, that di the cathode channels these oxygens that distribute the oxygen to the catalyst surface. An electrode membrane separates the anode and cathode. The membrane is specifically treated material that allows only positively charged ions to pass through. So basically, it's like a bouncer at your club and it'll only get the chill guys in. The membrane is specifically treated in that such. That is, it only allows positively charged ions to pass through and is extremely effective at doing so. But we've talked about the entire process and now we need to understand the controversy behind the environmental efficiency. Because right now, so many people are starting to dislike hydrogen fuel cells because they've been widely touted as the environmentally friendly alternative to conventional fossil fuels. By oxidizing molecular hydrogen, the only direct byproduct of their energy generation is water, which means that they would significant they could significantly reduce pollution and man-made gases. However, Caltech researchers argue that such a system would be expensive and that in reality only 10 to 20% of the hydrogen would escape into the atmosphere. They say that if hydrogen fuel cells replaced all of today's oil and gas-based combustion technologies, such losses would double or triple the to uh, total hydrogen deposited into the atmosphere at the surface. Almost 60 
to 120 trillion grams of hydrogen. Down to Earth, a environmental organ environmental promoting organization augments the Caltech argument, saying that the increased hydrogen leakage is uh is it lowers the temperature and creates wider gaps in the ozone layer itself. However, when peer-reviewed by individuals, both Trump and Caltech teams conceded that their model, which was used to find the impacts of the problem, was statistically and logically flawed, with their research predictions far from exact, as found by the DTE in 2021. As such, it is truly unclear whether we have to address the hydrogen leakage and its correlation with the ozone layer and depletion. However, we do know hydrogen leakage is actually happening. The problem is, is it actually affecting the ozone layer? But we've talked all about this hydrogen fuel cell. It's all its environmental efficiency and all of its problems. But no one's talking about the actual applications of it. Because in a theoretical sense, individuals can remove the majority of issues coinciding with carbon emissions and other problems due to the clear nature of the fuel cell. So in every essence, it's going to be touted as a alternative to the current system combustion system. Aside from providing general electricity, fuel cells can also improve the situation of electric vehicles and other modes of transportation. Professor Yung Wang conducted a research regarding the incentive behind using PMFCs, the main one being, to quote, their higher power their to their higher power density with 40% efficiency and excellent dynamic characteristics as compared with other fuel cells, end quote, by replacing the largest emitter of CO2 with a source that is effective and emits no harmful material, it is presumably it's presumable to say that this is the most promising idea in the sector of tar cars and electric vehicles. However, in the scientific community, there's a unanimous agreement that there is water retention problems in the PMFCs. However, the location of the problem is the main issue of controversy. Primarily, Professor Raolo contextualizes this entire problem, where the gas diffusion layer's porous structure is degrading by the large amount of water residing in it, making it difficult to remove the water in the first place. Aus et al. augments this argument, saying that by impacting the issue of abnormal water storage to issues related to iron ore dissolution, membrane swelling, ice formation, corrosion, and contamination. All of these can reduce energy efficiency, which makes the PMFC less effective solution than theoretically perceived. However, the opposition, led by, prof uh, led by Professor Ifeojola, sorry for the pronunciation, who believes that the disdrowning of catalyst can actually reduce if inefficiencies is keenly adamant that the uh, keenly adamant on the idea that both research papers are theoretical with no further quantification of evidence themselves this misgiving was prompted by the abraham et al paper which uses a compositional fuel dynamic or the cfd model in analyst fluid uh, in n i'm sorry a n C-A-Y-S, fluent, and is used to simulate the fuel cell. Takiguchi-based op optimization is done to the power, uh, and according to him, the Takiguchi-based optimization is done on the porosities of the GDL and the catalyst layers in a single quote, a single cell, end quote. However, aside from the, all these controversies, a majority opinion that the GDLs are the main problem today, there is no further solution on improving the PMFC's water solution water retention problem that's where i will come in and explain how exactly we can use electrolyzers to solve this kind of problem thank you for listening